drink beer. Think beer. You're listening to Brew Bloods. I fear the man who drinks water and so remembers this morning what the rest of us said last night. A Greek proverb. A very lengthy proverb, but allegedly a Greek proverb. Man, you're not even trying anymore. You're just saying Greek uh, like Greek proverb and stuff. You're not even assigning a fake name anymore. Look, there's so many names in the dictionary, in the name dictionary. I can only pull so there's like John, Bob, Bill. Are those in the dictionary? In the name dictionary. Oh, okay. The namery? I don't know. What do you the namery, yes. The namery, yes. There's only so many names. There's John, Bob, and Bill, and Dustin, and Mark. And that's it. <laughs> that's it? That's it. Don't we have a guy named something else on the other show? No. Oh, okay. He doesn't exist. He's also named uh, Bill. Of course, that, sh- that show doesn't exist either. That, that show doesn't exist either. Right. Welcome to episode 72 of Brew Bloods, where we uh, sometimes think beer, we sometimes drink beer. Today, we're going to try to do both. We almost always drink it. Almost. We sometimes uh, don't think it. Well, one thing we should think about today is it is... Um, well, we're in the month of National Go Hog Wild Dash Eat Country Ham Month. <laughs> what is country ham versus regular ham? It's it's hogs that were raised in the country and made in the country. Oh, okay. no, no, it's city folk ham. No city folk no city ham. ham? Okay. It's all it's like country mouse versus city mouse, except it's ham. I don't even know what that analogy means, I but I was gonna say I can't really quantify those two things. So it's uh, basically eat country ham. And month. I'm the man, I'm the guy that knows things, and I can't quantify those two things. If I'm eating country ham in the city, am I still eating? Is it? Am I still celebrating country ham month, or must I go out to the country to eat country ham? Well, I don't know. What, what if you eat at a Cracker Barrel and have ham there? But, but we don't know that that's country ham. It's kind of like eating country ham in the city. I think that's probably third world ham that they probably raised in some. Uh, you know, tiny ass well, pin. We're not attesting to the quality. We're just saying if it's country or city. But what does country ham mean? Does that mean countryside ham that has to be produced in the countryside? <laughs> or does it mean there's a country quality to the ham? Uh, I'm going to say there's a country quality and it has to be produced does in the country. Does it mean you have to be sitting in a rocking chair, uh, dressed in a barrel uh, with a, a straw? You know, you picking your teeth with some straw? Well, you have to say well a lot like yeah. that. A lot of suspenders with you have barrels. To have tobacco and a corn cob pipe. That's right. Is that the only way one can enjoy uh, Country Ham Month? Or National Go Hog Wild Dash to Eat Country Ham Month? That is the only way you can. Now, I will also notice that uh, in conjunction with uh, Country Ham Month, it, today is also Old Farmer's Day. Well, to give you a little definition of what country ham is, it was yeah. first mentioned in print in 1944, referring to a method of curing and smoking done in the rural parts of North Carolina, South Carolina, Tennessee, Virginia, Georgia, Kentucky, Missouri, and other nearby southern states. So, so you have to you have to cure it and smoke it in a certain way that those states do it to be qualifi- qualified as country ham. But only in the Carolinas. Well, no. So you have to be wearing... Tennessee, Virginia, Georgia, Kentucky, or Missouri, or other nearby southern states. So you have to be smoking a corncob pipe... Wearing a barrel with suspenders, spitting tobacco, curing and smoking ham, curing and smoking in ham the out of the country, somewhere in the south, right. in the nebulous south, according to some pre-prescribed formula. You have to salt cure it for one to three months. It's a very specific holiday. Yes, it is. Very limited impact on that holiday. I don't think we're bringing national awareness really to country ham. And so, this- so long story short, forget about eating country ham month. Yeah, but we can celebrate Old Farmers Day because that's what today is. Old farmers, not young farmers, not middle-aged farmers, only old farmers. I prefer it as its alternate name of Moment of Frustration Day. No, that's a different holiday. We're oh, just okay. going with Old Farmer's Day today. That is also This is also the uh, Moment of Frustration Day, so if you would like to also express a moment of frustration... Just be like, ah! 
Oh! I'm so angry and frustrated. Oh, for this moment, I'm so okay, frustrated. No, that, the moment passed. I'm good. And the moment's passed, yes. Yeah. No, no more now. frustration. Yeah. Not allowed for the rest of the day. Not until this day next year are you allowed to express one moment of frustration. I'm frustrated because I can't eat country ham. I Look, I understand. We're not in the Carolinas. Yeah. We're not wearing barrels. We're not smoking corncob pipes. Right. We can't enjoy We can only enjoy city ham. Not yeah, country exactly. Ham. We have to have generic city ham. Generic Dallas ham. Yeah. Not allowed. Even if we go to a Cracker Barrel, it's city ham. <laughs> you can't enter the doors of country hamville without your barrel it's and suspenders. very unfortunate it is unfortunate i would like to enjoy some country ham you know on, on the on the ham spectrum of which there is one the uh well, my, it's, pop, it's pretty popular it's my, right up there with roy g biv my <laughs> it's like the ham rainbow yeah yeah exactly uh my mother-in-law's in spain right now where they have the world's most delicious jamon oh. which is another pork product uh a variation on ham and every region or district uh, within spain sort of has their they all have a little bit of national pride around their jamon Is she and mail you some ham. What's that? Is she going to mail you some ham? I hope so. A nice uh, an envelope just, stuffed just like with in ham. An envelope. Yeah, just raw ham. Yeah, it won't, it won't be refrigerated or anything. Right, with a, with a uh, delivered by John Ham, of course. Oh, of course. Is this not national? Also, National Country John Ham Day. <laughs> sure, why not? If uh, John if uh, John Ham dresses in a barrel and smokes corn cob pipe, will he be accepted even if he's in the city? If he salt cures himself, yes. <laughs> And uh, we, so we've expressed our moment of frustration. We've, we're celebrating ham and hamon, and we're also celebrating old farmers today. None of you Congrats young rapscallions, farmers. only old farmers. You have to be a member of the AARP to be well, celebrated as a farmer today. We eat country ham out on the farm. Out on the farm well, where we cure our old country ham while well, wearing our suspenders with barrels. Why do they always start out sentences with a really long well? Like, well, <laughs> I don't know do why that? I'm talking like a Rhode Island uh, clam in here. <laughs> See? See? From the 30s. <laughs> now we're going for the, the 30s, see? Eh? The business, see? Eh? Extra, extra. We've well established that your accents are all over the road. Oh, they are. Yeah. I, I've never climbed. Professor of Stuff, not of accents. No, not of accents. Definitely not of accents. It's one of my least uh, least talented talents. <laughs> Let's talk about the Great American Beer Festival. It just happened uh, last week. a number of least talented talents. It's least talented talents. Yeah. And the uh, the winners, just still, we'll mention a few here. Uh, the large brewing company and brewer of the year was Pabst. And uh, Greg Duz. I don't know how you say his name, but we'll just go with Duz. Duz. The uh, mid-sized brewing company and brewer of the year was Fatheads Brewery. And, uh, at a, and Matt Cole, I guess, is the brewer. Do they also produce those things that you stick up on the wall of like yes. NFL players of and ba- stuff? Yes, of uh, sportsman players, yeah. Oh, okay. Small brewing company was Uber Crew, Uber Brew and Uber Crew. Uh, the but, very small brewing... The same people that bring you the Uber car? Exactly. And Uber Copter. Uh, very small brewing company of the year. It goes to Brown Truck Brewery and Team Brown Truck. The brew pub of the year and the large brew pub of the year goes to the Austin Beer Garden and Brewing, headed by Amos Swifty Kim. And, Swifty? Uh, yes, yeah, Swifty. It's an awesome name. Awesome. Great name. <laughs> it really is. And it's, not in, it's not in quotes. So I'm assuming that's his legal name. Yeah. It's Swifty. That's pretty cool. Uh, some other notables here. Uh, with a lot of our local guys didn't make it this year. Pedicles is one in the past. Some others. Uh, Panther Island, which I can't say I've ever had a Panther Island b- uh, beer yet. Uh, they got they took the gold in the pro am uh, for the just right or rye beer. Uh, interestingly, under the pumpkin and squash beer category, nobody got silver or gold, and they didn't wow. even bother to mention the bronze. Uh, although there was a pumpkin spice beer that won. Uh, out of uh, also out of Texas, at Granberry Revolver, which was just bought by AB Bev, right? That's correct. Uh, they well, not completely. Well, whatever. Majority steak. Yeah, majority steak. They got a gold for the Anodyne Wheat, which is also a wine barrel, uh, which uh, we're going to have next week. 
And other than that, let's see. Um, industry. Uh, Look Aust- forward to that, Mark. I am. Yeah, I, I expect a lot from that beer. Yes. Austin Beer Garden out of uh, Austin won for the German style Pilsner. Got gold for that. Uh, there, there's a lot of other. Just call it Austin Beer Garden. Oh, and one more uh, out of Spicewood, Texas. They won for the. Uh, this was Big Drought. They won for their classic Irish style dry stout. They got silver. Where's that? Like oh, I'm sorry. Two eggs uh, or something? Yeah, it's uh, it's so yeah somewhere near two eggs in Gun Barrel City. Oh, okay. So congratulations to them. Now, uh, somebody posted an article about why do we have the why is the GABF in Denver? Shouldn't we move it out of Denver? And it's because of science. Because science. So this guy says, why should we move it out of Denver? Like who's pushing that? Uh, this one guy out of uh, craftbeertime.com. No. He says Denver is roughly uh, five thousand feet above sea level. And because of the higher altitude, you get less oxygen in your blood, which actually reduces your taste and odor receptors and makes it less sensitive. Hmm. And it also um, allows the mucus in your nasal cavities to expand, making it harder to taste. And also, uh, humidity is really low in in the Denver area. Uh, It's typically 32% or below three out of four days of the week, uh, which will dry out your mouth and nose, lowering your sense of taste even further. Three out of four days of the week. Eh, well, it's the measurement he used. Oh, okay. He didn't go with five out of seven or six out of seven. He just said, okay. according to this, to craftbeer.time.com's uh, week, they only have a four-day week. I, I was going to say, I don't know. I, I know I just sit around eating country ham, but yeah. I, thought, I thought there were seven days a week. I, I thought so, too. But apparently in uh, up in Denver, you only have four days a week. <laughs> okay, fair enough. And they said uh, all this combines to uh, dehydrate you, much like having a bad cold. Foods taste less sweet and less salty. And because of this, beer cannot be fully enjoyed as it should be. So this obviously, as according to this guy, he thinks it has a negative effect on the beer judges when they're trying to sample approximately 7,300 beers every GABF. Can we, re- can we really rely on their judgments uh, about beer when they have such, uh, you know, um, not great conditions, optimal tasting conditions. Like I would think if, it, if according to this guy, somebody should be down at like on the beach in Puerto Rico, right? Where it's like 140% humidity and you're at sea level. That seems like where we should be having GABF. <laughs> Maybe they should move to Dallas. Hey, we're still not at sea level. Well, I know we're closer though. We're, we're probably more optimal. Yes. Yes. And we have humidity. So yes, we do have humidity. <laughs> We have humidity and we have lower uh, elevations. So. Lower elevation, so we could be successful beer judges. And we are a fairly craft beer town. And we, you know, craft we have beerish town. We so. have hotels. We could we could put you up. That's true. Set we, you up at the Death Star. Yeah, we do. We do have a couple of hotels. A couple of hotels. We got a couple of uh, Hilton Garden Inns for you. <laughs> we have a Motel Six. That's true. <laughs> we, <laughs> we have could, an Econo Lodge on seventy five. <laughs> we could set you up at a Best Western. <laughs> right. <laughs> it's one that hadn't been renovated since nineteen eighty four, but we can still sure. set you up there. And we have uh, many, uh, many motels that you can pay by the hour if you prefer. I was going to say, there's many mixed-use uh, hotels over there in <laughs> Mixed-use. That's, that's about the best descriptor you can put on it. Right. Mixed-use. Like a mixed-use development. This is like a PG-rated show. That's, a, that's as far as I can go. Mixed-use. Pay by the hour. Yeah. So other news is, uh, and I think you've directly experienced this, uh, Goose Island has decided that they are going to start pasteurizing at least the Bourbon County beers. That is a good call. They said, for the first time in their 28-year history, Goose Island will pasteurize their beer. The decision was made because four out of the six Bourbon County beers in 2015 developed, they said, only off flavors. Yeah, right. Uh, because of unwanted bacteria. Uh, Dustin, you directly experienced these unwanted flavors. Yeah, I was going to say it's off flavors that uh, also give you exploding diarrhea. Yeah. And what, didn't you project off vomit too, did you? It was, yeah, that was mostly what yeah, it was. It was, actually wasn't diarrhea. But coming out all three ends, basically. Yeah. Yeah, it was it was a lot of vomit. It was like a really bad number three. <laughs> yeah, exactly. They're going to use a technique called flash pasteurization, uh, not starring Grant Gustin from The Flash, 
unfortunately. But uh, it involves them. You don't heating. know that. I don't know that. That's true. He could be the brewmaster. Uh, they will heat the beer to about 160 degrees Fahrenheit for 30 seconds and then cool it rapidly. And they claim that they'll this will not affect the taste. And they have no plans outside the Bourbon County right now to pasteurize other Goose Island beers. Well, they also haven't had a problem outside of this True. that I know of. True. I don't and, hear a lot of people getting sick on Goose Island IPA or anything. Yeah, they said they've uh, upped their standards this year for quality control, and uh, they're trying more advanced detection techniques. So this year they will be releasing for 2016 the Proprietor's Bourbon County Stout, which uh, is made with chipotle peppers and cocoa nibs. Cocoa nibs. The Bourbon County Coffee Stout, made with a Costa Rican bean called Flecha Roja. The Bourbon County Barley Wine, which will be aged in second-use barrels that uh, had bourbon before. And finally, the traditional Bourbon County Stout. Doesn't sound like a bad lineup. So let's hope this year that uh, you are projectile vomiting once again. You're going for maybe a number four. Maybe you're bleeding out your eyes also. Well, it sounds like they're going to, pre- they're going to prevent they're going that, to prevent so um, I apologize. You're not going to be able to experience that. Uh, well, what if I just find some um, bacteria that I introduced? Maybe some uh, black you plague? Have, you just have bacteria laying around that you yeah. can find. Maybe some anthrax. Is that a bacteria? I don't know. <laughs> I don't think so. Whatever will cause you to bleed from the eyes, that's yeah. that's what I have in stock. I have a, a kick it up a notch every year. <laughs> I have a vault of uh, diseases, and I have a disease vault. Is that what a number four is? <laughs> yeah, you, yeah, it's coming out all three ends, and then you're bleeding from the eyes. <laughs> Go for a number five. You're also going through the nose. No, so proprietors is in uh, scotch scotch barrels. Yes, okay. uh, no proprietors in bourbon barrels. That says down at the bottom. Well, it says in the section I'm looking at. No further information was available about the version of proprietors aged in Scotch barrels, so they're going to do a version of that. Oh, uh, okay, a version of our. Well, the primary proprietors is in bourbon barrels. Okay. Well, the other one will be that one where you know, like the rare last year, where you have to like win a lottery to get it. So after the last year's experience, do you plan to stand in line again? Uh, no, I didn't really stand in line last time. We went to uh, Parkett Market and we stood in line. Yeah, Remember? we got one there. Yeah, that's yeah, true. we got one. But, you know, there is a local Kroger that tends to have plenty of these that you just go. I mean, there's not a place that has it. It doesn't exist. Yeah. It's it's gone. It's a black hole. It's gone. You'll doesn't, never know about it. It doesn't exist. Yeah, that's true. Uh, I don't know that I, I... I guess I've gotten like you where I'm not as much into beer hunting mode anymore. Yeah. If I manage to get my hands on it, okay. But and no big whoop if I don't. Yeah, there's only a few that I ever care about doing that with, and I don't know that this one falls in that category. I don't know that I'm even going to go... Hunting for Pumpkinator this year. Yeah. I love Pumpkinator, but I don't, unless I, I mean, I'm sure we'll be able to find it uh, at some spot that may or may not exist, but I'm not going to go hunting for it. Yeah, fair enough. And even, I'm, even to the point with KBS, I don't know that I'll go hunting for that either when it comes out. Yeah, well, there's not a whole lot of need for hunting. I mean, you know where it is now, so you can just go by and grab one. True. Whenever it comes out, and that's it. You know, it's not a big deal. Good point. But no, I, I have never stood in line for any beer, and I don't plan on doing that in the future. Except for the one that you did stand in line for at Parkett yeah. Market last year. Well, that wasn't really. That was a little different. <laughs> don't you can't claim. Don't be. A, don't be a Trump here and claim when you did it's, things. It's, you can't claim you didn't do happened. it. Never happened. Never said that. Never, never stood in line for beer. Never stood. Can't prove it. Show I me where you're getting this. I just even though I said grab them by the hops, it's not what I said. <laughs> not what I said. Right. Okay. That one time with you, you made me do it. But no. other than that, I've never done it. That one time you grabbed me by the hops. Oh yeah, that too. That's a separate thing. All right, well, this week we are taking on a new brewery to us. Not a new brewery to most of the country, but that's a Boulevard Brewing Company out of Kansas City. They're not really that new to us. Missouri. One of the first steps in brewing beer is mashing, and no, it has nothing to do with the Monster Mash. 
Mashing is the process by which we create wort, aka the sweet liquid that will become beer in the future. Simply put, mashing is the process of combining water and malt and bringing it to a boil to convert complex starches in the grain into simple sugars that the yeast will later go family style on during the fermentation process to produce alcohol. Mashing begins with water, and water chemistry can make a world of difference in taste, but also in the type of beer you want to make. Calcium and pH are essential to beer, and brewers often alter the water chemistry to make it just right. Water is brought to a boil inside a mash tun, which is simply a large vessel used for making the mash. When the water reaches the boiling point, malt is stirred into the mash tun via milled grains and the liquid is brought back up to a boil for at least 60 minutes. During the next hour, grain enzymes will activate and break down the grain starches into fermentable sugars and non-fermentable carbohydrates that will add body, head retention, color, flavor, and other characteristics to the resulting beer. Brewers also add hops and other adjuncts during this time to add aroma, bitterness, and other flavors. After mashing is done, the next step is laudering to produce the wort, but that's for another time. Okay, when I said new to us, I meant new to the show, not new to the city of Dallas. They're all over the country, all over the place. They are. So that that's the whole thing. I'm I'm speaking directly to our audience. That's new the whole to the thing. show. No We've never colored colored or covered Boulevard. We've never colored it. We never colored it. It's new to the show, not new to the these United States. Well, that's true every week, though. We don't really. We've never reviewed the same. It's not beer always twice. A, uh, well, it, uh, the bup, 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 Rogue was not new to us the second time. That was a different beer, though. Well, a different beer. I'm saying Boulevard. Oh, okay, fair is enough. new to us. All right, both in beer and in brand. Fair enough. But you never have specified that before in the 70 shows we've done. When we've out of 68 of them done new beers. That's because I'm continually trying to innovate the show. Okay, and make it better. Well, I, you didn't tell me in pre-show. I'm trying to make it better. I don't know. I don't know. Listeners. Your new bit. Trying to make it better for the listeners is yeah. Guys, I like to from now on. I'm going to say every week that this is a new this is a new brewery to us. Even when it's not, I'm going to continue yeah. to say that. Yes. <laughs> okay. I don't know why you talk like that pre-show, but hey guys, <laughs> my name is Mark Brockman. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> You're basically Ted Knight before we actually get on air. <laughs> exactly. For all the kids, the Ted Knight reference. Mary? Yeah. <laughs> for all the kids, the Ted Knight <laughs> reference. Now remember Ted the, Knight. The millennials will know all about him. <laughs> what? <laughs> that's a real production. real current reference uh, <laughs> the I hear they're making a remake of Mary Tyler Moore on MTV next year <laughs> are they okay. starring sexy teens right exactly <laughs> Lou Grant and Mary yeah. get it on or something <laughs> just a three way with him and Ted Knight <laughs> right exactly and Murray <laughs> Murray's, Murray has the camera it's the the Murray Ted Knight and uh, what's his face uh, Lou yeah. just having a gangbang uh, just pulling a train on Mary <laughs> exactly and Rhoda, of course. We'll get to toss Rhoda in. Oh, for yeah. Next. And the new Betty White. <laughs> They'll have the same Betty White. <laughs> but she'll, she'll go by new Betty White. <laughs> right, exactly. It's more like Barry Tyler Whore. So out of the Boulevard beers, Mark, what's the first one you had experience with? Uh, One of the multi-packs back in the day. I can't... Maybe That's they... generic. Didn't they do like the pyramid? Didn't they have a pyramid? Or was that... No, that was, maybe that was made by Pyramid. I can't remember. <laughs> I know Pyramid that, made the Pyramid multi-pack. <laughs> I believe it was some sort of Hefeweizen. Uh, okay. But I can't tell you. I haven't had a Boulevard in a long, long time. Well, the first thing I had was the uh, Tank 7, because that's so common and all over the place. And uh, I'm not normally a Saison fan, but that was actually pretty pretty solid. 
That's a pretty good little beer, and it's pretty common, too. They're not a brewery I ever seek out, though, to be honest with you. Outside of these special releases that we're going to talk about, I don't seek out the regulars very often. No, I don't either. And um, when we went to, I can't remember, there's some generic restaurant over in Garland, and the, their one specialty beer that they had was the Double White IPA from Boulevard. So I went with that. Um, that's also a that's also a pretty good little beer. So my experience with Boulevard's been good. Yeah. It's just not vast. That, that's fair. I mean, they uh, they they have a presence here. They're just not. Uh, it's not a very big footprint. No. Uh, they're here, but they don't make a lot of impression here. To no, be sure, they, they don't. Outside that's of the true. special releases, they don't. Yeah, they don't make a big splash here. Well, since we already referenced Tank Seven and uh, the Double Wide IPA, those are actually two of their highest or highest rated and most rated beers. Uh, they get a ninety eight uh, overall, and they get a ninety eight and a ninety four in style, respectively. So pretty cu- pretty good little uh, solid beers there. Pretty pretty good. Uh, they have the Smokestack series, uh, which the, all both of those are in, and then uh, the next one down the the six glass quadruple uh, apt quadruple, which is really interesting the way they named it. I think it. that's something to do with Abbey's. It's a it's, oh, a, Bel- it? it's a Belgian quad. Yeah. Oh, okay. I forget um, what the ABT stands for, but okay. Uh, well, that one also gets a ninety seven and eighty nine in style. Uh, they have the single white IPA, which gets a ninety and eighty four in style, and then they have the Saison, Brett Saison, uh, that gets a 97 and 99 in style. So, uh, you know, all, all really highly rated beers in their top uh, their top four or five. Um, they all get 90 plus, so everybody seems to like them. And like I said, the ones I've had, I've, I've enjoyed when I've had them. And by the way, the uh, it's pronounced abt, apparently, and it's just a, it is a style of beer. I thought it was a pre- uh, abbreviation for something. Oh, okay. So but it's, it's a, specifically you know. a, a name given to the darker of uh, Belgian beers, of quads. Oh, okay. Well, there you I go. apologize for not knowing that. Knowing is half the battle. I apologize, yes. too. Yes. I apologize. But at least we did educate ourselves and correct ourselves. Right. So leave us alone, Reddit. Go, let's go away. <laughs> go away, Baton. Saison Brett Saison. That's, the, that's one of the more interesting names. Saison Brett Saison. Uh, so you said you have had Boulevard, some exposure to Boulevard? Sure. Yeah, they're yeah. more common variants. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, Tank 7, like I said, that's all over the place. And uh, I think the, double, the single wide IPA is... Not too uncommon. Yeah, the only beers I buy from them are the big format beers. Much like we're drinking today, that's the Smokestack Imperial Stout X Coffee Ale. I've had their uh, Stout Agent Whiskey Barrels, which is quite delicious. But that's the only Boulevard beers I really seek out every year. Well, you know Mark, he's, he's specialty only. He doesn't that's like right, the main yeah, I'm a fancy man. Yeah, I'm uh, definitely a fancy pants Fred. He gets the ones that normal people have to stand in line for. He just gets them. That's right. I'm like the Liberace of beer. The, the Liberace? Liber, Liberace of beer. The Liberace of beer. I dress just like him. I get plastic surgery like him. That's true. But only when I go get beer. He just swishes up to the front and uh, gets his beer and walks out. He doesn't care if there's a line. And I play piano and... He'll just slap you across the face if you I, get in his way. And if I see a young man in line, I take him for my lover. Well, yeah, that's that's common. And we drink fancy beers together. <laughs> you you split a smokehouse series of ale with him. <laughs> and then I'm done with him. Away with you. Smokestack, excuse me. I need me. a yep. new young man and more plastic surgery. <laughs> I'll <laughs> find him in my next beer line that I switch ahead of. <laughs> Give me a bigger butchin. <laughs> more mirrors on my clothing. <laughs> exactly. So the... Smokestack Imperial Stout X Coffee Ale comes in at 11% ABV with 63 IBU. Should, should be served in a shaker. She should. Should be served in a shaker. The description is the first edition of our... already drank one of these ahead of time. This is a 2015, by the way. I think this beer has gone common now, so I can't drink anything after this year. <laughs> but uh, it now comes in at 9%, by the way. But it's oh, not okay. under the Imperial Stout X brand anymore, the Smokestack series. But the first edition of 2015 incorporates freshly roasted Ethiopian Sadamo beans from our friends and neighbors at the roastery. 
After fermentation is complete and the beer has been crash cooled with the yeast removed, crash our brewers. Our brewers transfer Imperial Stout into a sanitized stainless tank that has been fitted with bags of coarsely ground coffee beans. I appreciate it being sanitized. I do, too, <laughs> after your uh, your Bourbon County experience. Yes. Uh, we allow the beer to rest on the coffee for 24 hours minimum before removing the beer from the coffee beans. Imperial Stout X Coffee is not barrel-aged. The resulting beer is a marriage of huge, round, huge, round chocolate and caramel notes from the base beer with smooth layers of sweet China. citrus and florals, floral flavors and aromas from the coffee. Gets pretty good ratings, too. Uh, 91 for Beer Advocate, 99 overall, 89 in style, and a 4.07 from Untapped. That's pretty solid. Out of almost 10,000 reviews. Yeah. Unique. Yeah. All right. Well, let's find out about the history of Boulevard Brewing Company. Boulevard Brewing became a concept in 1988 when founder John McDonald started construction of the brewery in a turn-of-the-century brick building on Kansas City's historic Southwest Boulevard. A vintage Bavarian brew house was installed, and the first batches of beer were produced in the fall of 1989. Later that year, the first keg of Boulevard Pale Ale was delivered in the back of John's pickup truck to a restaurant just a few blocks away. Major expansion occurred in 2006, when a building adjacent to the original brewery raised Boulevard's brewing capacity to approximately 600,000 barrels per year, a sizable increase from the 6,000 barrels originally planned. The new brewing and package facility takes into account sustainability. This facility was designed to be a model of sustainability in an urban setting. It's a three-story, 70,000-square-foot building housing a new state-of-the-art 150-barrel brew house, packaging lines, administrative offices, and hospitality rooms. Boulevard Brewing has a large catalog of year-round offerings, including the unfiltered wheat beer, pale ale, bully porter, 80-acre hoppy wheat beer, KC pills, tropical pale ale, and a variety of IPAs. Their ABVs range from 4.4 to 6.2%. The BJCP4 and Imperial Stout is that the overall impression is that it's an intensely flavored big dark ale with a wide range of flavor balances and regional interpretations, so variable by style. That's very generic. <laughs> Despite the intense flavors, the components need to meld together to create a complex, harmonious beer, not a hot mess. I can't believe that's an official description. <laughs> I know, I know. Don't create a hot mess now. So what are your expectations for this uh, beer, this coffee ale? It's an Imperial Stout coffee ale. I expect it to be slightly boozy, and I expect it to taste a lot like coffee. I'm wondering if this is not going to be unlike the, uh, not that I'm expecting it, but more like a raw coffee, almost like what we had with the community, uh, mo- was it the coffee mosaic that they did? Yeah, but that was a little, di- I mean. But that was but like the- a, that was like raw coffee. Right. But this is like a base, a base style that's uh, a stout instead of an IPA. So I think this will be more normal. I'm guessing it's going to be less raw, maybe a little bit of raw coffee, maybe more, since it's got the stout, the imperial stout base, it's going to maybe more represent a more well-rounded uh, roasted coffee, something like that. I think so too. Yeah. So the aroma expectations for this uh, should be rich and complex with variable amounts of roasted grains, maltiness, fruity esters, hops, and alcohol. The roasted malt character can take on coffee, no surprise, dark chocolate, or slightly burnt tones, and can be light to moderately strong. Man, to me, this doesn't have much aroma at all. Not it's, as strong as one would expect. It's there, but it's—I mean—you gotta, you gotta kind of search for it a little bit. Normally, yeah. you can just kind of put it by the nose and. You get a good whiff of coffee and and the stout the stout aromas that you get normally, but you kind of got to like stick your face in it. So definitely some caramel chocolate notes there. Uh, so maybe some nougat type smell, a little bit of nougat, caramel, 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 caramel. Yeah, caramel. Exactly, caramel. Yep, a little bit of caramel California smell there. Just but a little bit. You're though. right. It's not as odorous as not in a bad way. It's not as uh, the aroma is not as heavy as one would expect from a big beer. Yeah, it's absolutely. To be a big beer. Coming in at 11% on this one. 
But yeah, it's 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 balanced, but not uh, not very present. Yeah, I would agree. And I mean, it's fine, and it works for what this is going to be. I'm just surprised it's not more present. It's kind of like a looky loo of beers. I mean, it he's, is. he's there. You don't always see him, but he's there. You really have to look for him. He's the Where's Waldo of of aromas. As you're, you, you you look for him, you can find him eventually. Always a looky loo. It's it's crazy. But he's not someone that's uh, always a guy named Lou too. Yeah, always of course always a Lou. Yeah. yeah. It's strange. He's not some Ryan Lochte just standing out demanding all the attention. Definitely more <laughs> right. of a definitely a more of a Where's Waldo of aromas. Yeah. Where is he? There he is. Oh, yeah, he's, he's, he's there. over there. He's there in the, the, the brown and white striped sweater, but he's there. Yeah. We eventually found him. Yeah. So the appearance, the color should range from dark reddish brown to jet black, opaque, deep tan to dark brown head. Generally has a well-formed head, although head retention may be low to moderate. Uh, head retention is pretty decent on this one. It is pretty decent. Yeah, it is very opaque, almost almost black. Uh, the head is uh, very tan brown, so it fits pretty well according to expectations. Yeah, it's very black. And it pours, a, it pours a, out of the bottle... Pretty quick. The head forms really quickly, uh, so much so that I had a little bit of a pour over. Uh, that it, is true. And it there was so much carbonation. I didn't. I poured it at a at an angle, trying to keep you know so much head. I, I, I don't like that much head. So trying to keep the head from forming so much, from mushrooming as it were. He, he got um, to, to gingerly suckle the head on right. the original pour. Yeah, exactly. Like, but uh, <laughs> I don't like a nice mushroom head, so I tried to. At an angle, but it still exploded just all over my countertop. But that did allow it to suckle more. Yeah, the, the mushroom head exploded all over the place. Right. Um, but it, it did retain decent in a shaker glass, which is the recommended glass for this. Flavor uh, should be rich, deep, and complex, with and, and frequently quite intense, with variable amounts of roasted uh, malt grains, maltiness, fruity esters, hot bitterness, and flavor, and with alcohol medium to aggressively high. Uh, w- I'm sorry, Aggressive. and alcohol with medium to aggressively high bitterness. So I guess we get to taste it, huh? Uh, balance and intensity can be affected by aging. We don't just have to talk about it and we think can it. We now taste it. Although it does say drink beer, then think beer. That's what our, our intro guy says. I thought it was think beer, drink beer. I think our intro guy says it the other no, way. No, I think, I think you're wrong. No, I'm pretty sure. So coffee-wise, that is one of the more coffee-esque beers that I've ever had. Um, Yeah, the, the, the coffee is really heavy in that. Now it has been aged for a year. But the coffee is very strong. It's a 2015 beer. Been aging. It's obviously now we're now in 2016. Are we? Aging for over a year now. Since the original brewery, it's maybe even been as much as two years at this point. But heavy, heavy coffee flavor. Wow. Maybe more than just about any other coffee beer I've ever had. Gosh, yeah, that's really, really heavy. It's not not the burnt coffee taste either, which is nice. I mean, it's, it's... it's not quite as smooth as I would normally like on the coffee front, but it's not. It's really not bad. Um, it doesn't have like that Starbucks bitterness to it. No, it's it's a lot. It has some espresso esque qualities to it. Yeah, it's not. You're right. It doesn't have the acidic, burnt, toasty ends of a of a typical Starbucks drink, which they almost always have in their coffee. Burnt. It's also Mark's uh, band on the weekends. Burnt toasty end. That's right. My punk band, the Burt Toasty End. Exactly. Covering all Wayne Newton. Right. Exactly. That's really weird. The Burt Toasty Ends. But they do, yeah, they do a punk version of it, though. Yeah. Dawkishin! <laughs> uh, but yeah, it's 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 um, aromatic. It's well-rounded. It's fizzy. I really like the mouthfeel on this, that it's like a carbonated coffee. Yeah, and the, the coffee's definitely dominant front to back. Mm-hmm. Like, there's not like a, uh, you get some coffee here, then you get some other notes here. Like mo- it's mostly coffee all the way through. And I should have mentioned the mouthfeel on this. The expectations are full to very full-bodied and chewy with a velvety, luscious texture. You really should have mentioned that. I don't know that I say velvety because it's not that smooth because of, because of the carbonation <laughs> just you know kind of off that the velvety flavor. Yeah. But it, the, I think the carbonation overtakes the velvet here. 
I'm the not Velveteer. Is that the like Velveteer. A, is that like the Rocketeer's cousin? <laughs> yes. The Scarlet Pumpernickel. Except he just uh, sits around in velvet. I mean, he's, he's the really lame offshoot. <laughs> the Velveteer? <laughs> yeah. He's not near as intriguing. That's I'll why they save make... you eventually once I get out of my velvet couch. <laughs> that's, why, that's why they didn't make a movie of it. I'm sconced by velvet. I can't quite <laughs> simply pull myself out of it, don't you see? <laughs> he doesn't even care. He's just happy sitting yeah. in velvet. <laughs> He's just in, constantly ensconced, yes. <laughs> right. Yeah, and my tongue is not ensconced in velvet here. It's, I notice more of the carbonation um, than being ensconced in velvet here. <laughs> right. Yeah, I would agree with that. Um, there's there's a little bit of other, a little bit of notes in there uh, of, I don't know, maybe a little chocolatey note, which a lot of that comes from stouts. I mean, that's expected. Maybe a little bit of vanilla. Uh, but the coffee is... The coffee is so dominant, um, so luxurious. Exactly, uh, but it, but it is well rounded. Like it's got a good finish to it. It's not. It's sweet without being with yeah. with a little bit of bitterness, like you might get from from an espresso. Um, carbonated without being biting. Uh, alcohol is very well masked in this beer. It's very well masked, and it's it, it's pleasant front to back too. Like there's not. There's not like a lingering nasty flavor. I mean, it, it seems to go down fairly smooth. It's not velvety, like you said. It's not a velveteer. Yeah, <laughs> but it is. Uh, it is pretty smooth and pretty. The, the taste doesn't linger in a bad way, which sometimes can happy. Sure, can happy can happen with coffee uh, drinks, especially. Yeah, sometimes you get that uh, real just bitter end of things, the nasty end of things, and um, get the punk band flavor. Yeah, yeah, yeah exactly. The the burnt ends yeah. of uh, of the coffee. That's not this. Yeah, for sure. This is not uh, Starbucks coffee that's been sitting in a pot for uh, three hours. Yeah, or like I don't know, something at a car dealership or something. Yeah, made at eight a.m. and you're there at five p.m. It's the, the same pot. The coffee that comes out of a vending machine, <laughs> right? Exactly. Like, at a hospital. Yeah, where you get the little packet that has mm-hmm. sweet and low and generic sugar in it, or even worse. When you go to a hotel room and they have just the little single cup pot with yeah. the, the uh, folders that you put in there. Right. And they give you the powdered creamer. It's not that. It's like the opposite <laughs> of that. Thank, Thankfully. I think that still might be the worst coffee I've ever had is at various hotel rooms. Sure. Uh, most recently at the Windstar that we went to in Oklahoma. That was some terrible coffee. Well, in fairness, you had to stay in the poor man's area. Well, true. We didn't get your luxurious tower. Right. We didn't get your Velveteer coffee. <laughs> right. And you had up there Although in the, it was uh, the same VIP coffee. tower. It was the same coffee, and it was just as bad. <laughs> pretty bad. Pretty bad little stuff. Pretty bad little. How coffee. did anybody ever proclaim that Folgers was uh, the best part of waking up? I don't know. They were proclaimed apparently. It's like it's the worst part of waking up. I might just never wake <laughs> up again if I had, that's all I had to drink. I don't want those crystals. Yeah. No, none of those flavor crystals in my mouth. <laughs> exactly. So, uh, mouthfeel, it is a very full-bodied beer. It's a full-bodied lady, for sure. Yes. It's it's the opposite of thin. I guess chewy might be the best word for it. Uh, it's like, uh, you know, a couple of uh, well-plumped mattresses in your mouth. Grippish from a Merle, like we mentioned before. Exactly. Yeah. Always applies. Yeah. It, uh, very, well, chewy, it does. It, it's, it's a beer with curves, that's for sure. Oh, that's very true. Man, it's, yeah, it, it, like, it fills your mouth, but then it's also not overwhelming. I don't know if that makes any sense, but... I mean, you get a real flavor burst, but then it goes away. And there's like maybe a little lingering coffee, but it's not too much, and it's not bad. But it lingers, and it, like you said, lingers very well. It's yeah. a, it's actually a really good aftertaste. Um, it, it reminds you somewhat of like cold press coffee. Yeah, I agree. Uh, someone called it uh, very sweet, but also a bit of a palate killer. I don't agree with that at all. I don't think it's very sweet, and then I also don't think it's a palate killer. It's sweet, but not as sweet of as some of the dessert beers we've had. Um, yeah, very sweet seems extreme. I wouldn't say very sweet. It's not quite a dessert beer. It's almost there. It's dipping. It's almost dipping its toes into that category. 
Uh, someone also said full body carb sweet, whatever that means, with slight coffee and slight warming feeling. I don't know what beer they tasted because slight is not correct at all. Well, keep in mind they probably have had they may have had a more fresh bottle than than we did. This was We've ages for a year. This so. was March twenty sixth of this year. Well, screw me then. So it was newer than this one, but still, right? Um, yeah. So I mean, yeah, the coffee definitely overtakes the entire thing. Yeah, it's a very full bodied beer for sure. Big brew, S- big brew. So ratings, ratings. Dustin. Yes. Oh, ratings. Okay. <laughs> That's your name. <laughs> That's uh, thank you. I, I had forgotten. Yeah, this is a pretty pretty good little beer. I I enjoyed it quite a lot. Uh, coffee ales or, or coffee stouts in general are not. It's not a style I go for too often, uh, but I definitely don't think it's down there with like a lager or a a Belgian or something like that. Oh, I hope not. Um, it, it's definitely a it, it's a good it's a good flavor and something I enjoy when I get it. It's just not one I reach for very often. Um, you reach around it. Yeah, I do. I reach around it for an IPA instead. You, you but give it a reach around. Whenever you know my arm knocks it off, and I, you know, I have to pay for it, and then I suckle it off of the uh, the floor at the uh, beer store. Just little bits of broken glass going down your throat. Yeah, I mean, that does give it a little coppery taste. But you know, <laughs> other than that, I do tend to like these, and I don't know why I don't get them more. I know you're a big fan of them uh, in general or the style. Uh, it's probably something I could reach out and drink a little bit more often. But stouts and Stouts and porters tend to be heavier, and I like the lighter beers, but that's just a whole side note. This one, out of I have had plenty of coffee stouts, even having said that, and this one is one of the more coffee, coffee-esque coffee stouts, like we mentioned before. If you don't like this flavor of coffee, this Ethiopian brand coffee that they use in this, you're going to hate this beer. Uh, if you're not a coffee fan, I don't know why you'd reach for coffee stout anyway, but some of them are a little more subtle. This one, you gotta be a coffee fan, I think, to, to enjoy this at all. Oh, yeah. Um, it's like coffee ice cream. If you don't enjoy coffee so much that you can enjoy coffee ice cream, you're not probably not gonna enjoy this. Yeah, absolutely. So, that being said, I think it's a pretty, pretty good little beer. It's a, the alcohol is well masked, um, so if you're just looking for coffee taste and you love that and you guzzle this... You could probably get in trouble with this pretty high ABV beer uh, because you're not going to notice how boozy it is. I, man, it's 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 interesting because it's in a category I don't I don't enjoy as much generally, but I think it actually nails it better than a lot of these do. So I'm gonna have to say for style for style and just for the beer itself, um, I'm gonna have to give this a 4.75 out of five. I, I, this is the most coffee, true coffee tasting coffee stout I think I've ever had. Uh, it's one so much, though, that I think our, our pal Travis the Viking, who's in uh, a coffee connoisseur, I think he might actually enjoy this beer. Yeah, I would agree. And he is a coffee connoisseur. For sure. Of the highest order. I think the uh, the name I'm going to give this to the beer to this beer is Hello. Excuse me, miss. <laughs> there seems to be a mistake. I believe I ordered the large cappuccino. <laughs> Hello! <laughs> and precisely, I mean, it's like you order the, the tiny <laughs> cup of coffee, and there you go. It's Hello! Um, it's, it's very big and bold. Is it's it a hello? Uh, it's a hello. It's now, very- we've referenced Ted Knight and we've referenced <laughs> So I Married an Axe Murderer. So this is all for the kids. This episode's all oh, for yeah. the kids. This is playing with Young Demo. You're <laughs> that, 18. I think that movie came out in 1994. I think something. so. Yeah, this, this episode <laughs> is playing very well with the 18 to 24 demo. Oh yeah. Our prime demo. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah, it's, it's a very full bodied beer. It's got curves in all the right places. Um, 
I love me some coffee every morning. This reminds me more of um, Mark is all about full body too. Oh yeah, I love I love a big body. More curves, like a big old bubble butt. Curves in all the wrong places. Yeah, Uh, fat bottom girls. Yes, it's a fat bottom girl in my mouth. (laughs) Which he's had a few times. Oh yeah, oh yeah, and a fat bottom guy once in a while. (laughs) Well, you know, on that they uh, could get mixed in. Who knows? Well, when you're celebrating the old farmers, there's so many coming in and out. A man could mix in. Who knows? Well, look, old farmers often aren't the most healthy individuals. So (laughs) that's true. But you still want to put their bottom in your mouth for some reason. Yeah, exactly. That's really strange. Fat bottom guys, you make my rockin' world go round. <laughs> but I, uh, it reminds me a lot of um, some really good cold pressed coffee, just on the sweeter end. Uh, there are it's it's like um it's like these Starbucks, the ones that come in the can, you know, the cold press whatever, but without the burned edge to it. It's got that milky quality to it as that well. You drink in the can, yeah, the ones that you drink in the can. Sure, it's got a nice carbonated edge to it, which is nice um, without being biting or acidic. And I love how big the, the coffee flavors have become. Now, I, I haven't had this beer prior to this bottle, so I can't say if the coffee flavors were as present in the fresh off the line. I'm guessing they probably weren't. I was expecting a more acidic, more maybe fresh coffee flavor, given that it didn't have... Um, well, even... We don't do research, so just say whatever you thought it was. I, yeah, exactly. But it wasn't... going to know they can't get this fresh off the line from 2015, so just say it wasn't more present. <laughs> it wasn't more present. Yeah. So it's nice to see, it's nice to see that it wasn't the more um, the fresh coffee flavor. It was a, ne- a nice, well-rounded, full-bodied, curves in all the right and wrong places type of beer. So I'm going to give this... Fat-bottom farmer beer. <laughs> it's a nice, fat-bottom farmer. <laughs> so I'm going to give this beer... I'm also going to go with a 4.75 out of 5. Nice. Giving us a final score of... out of 5. Well, thanks for listening to another episode of Bloods. Thanks for listening. Thanks for all your support. If you're not subscribed to the show, you should. Why are you not subscribed? It costs you nothing. Just make sure you get our dumb show every single week. Just subscribe. Just go to BrewBloods.net. There's all the links to subscribe to the show there, as well as if you don't know how to do that for some reason, there's a guide there that tells you how. If you like the show, you might like our other show called The Break Room. Found all the links at breakroom.tv. It's uh, more adult, less sophisticated. It may or may not be around. Who knows? If sophisticated could be applied to the show, it's less than that. Out, go out. Leave us a review on iTunes. It would help other people find us. We'd really appreciate it as well. Check us out on the social networks, uh, Tumblr, Instagram, Facebook, and Twitter, sometimes the Snapchats. If you have any feedback on the show, you can email us at brewbloodshow at gmail.com, or you can call us at 469-573-BEER. That's 469-573-2337. Do we gram at all? Did you say that? Yeah, we gram. Okay. Yeah, we gram. Every week we well, gram. Well, means Mark does. Yeah, it means I take care of all the socials. Yeah, exactly. I, I gram. Otherwise, I just count on everyone subscribing. I don't gram hard. I gram lightly with the beers, but sure. yes. You all gave right. up on peach, right? Oh, yeah. I, I gave up on peach after like two seconds of using it. It's the worst <laughs> interface of all time. Fair enough. It's even worse than GeoCities. <laughs> that is saying something. Again, Again. Appealing, <laughs> appealing to the 18 and the 24. Hey, millennials. <laughs> Remember GeoCities? <laughs> no. Maybe Lycos? <laughs> no, or you the, don't. Okay. Or the Yahoo directory. Next week, we'll talk Windows 3.1. Maybe your CompuServe ID, which was like 30 <laughs> digits long. Man. All right. We'll catch you guys All next the modern week. modern tech references. Maybe next week, we'll appeal, uh, appeal to the millennials. For I Dustin, I'm Mark. For Mark, I'm Dustin. Probes. Probes.